You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about why it is so important that you get to know your parents and create relationships with them. Now, before we get into the episode, if you are a coach or an owner, head over to All Star Cheer Coaches and Owners to make sure you've joined that group. If you are an owner, join our Facebook group, Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners, and head over to nextgenowners.com where you can check out all of the different offerings we have at NextGen to include how to join our academy and sign up for coaching. And at the time of this recording, which is the day before Halloween, in 2023, we only have 11 more Academy spots that we are going to fill this year. So if you are looking to get in this year, you need to do that ASAP because those spots are going to go quickly. Lastly, check out our conference. We will be opening up some more coaching uh, spots at conference, but you got to get there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. There's going to be so much learning. We're going to have coaches tracks, owners tracks, managers tracks. We run a pretty, pretty amazing conference and I want to see you there. So if you are looking to do some learning, if you have felt the need to grow your staff's knowledge or grow your own knowledge or your manager's knowledge, you got to check out our conference. Now, let's get into the episode on why I think it is so important that you get to know your parents and you develop relationships with them. So this is uh, something that I am passionate about in my gym, and I'm passionate about it for a couple reasons, not the least of which being I am known for being somewhat scary and um, intimidating, Uh, and that is... I don't know. That's very commonplace for me. It's commonly heard. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't even know fully how to take that sometimes, you know, it's like, yeah, it's great that people respect me and are intimidated by me, but I don't necessarily want that them to feel that way. I want people to be able to come to me and approach me and talk to me about things. So it is a little bit of an odd thing. And, uh, early on in my career in owning a gym, I would have said that, we really tried to keep our, you know, relationships separate from our parents with the exception of we had a few parents that we had known for a really long time and would borderline consider friends. Um, I have one particular family that was absolutely amazing. Their athlete cheered with us, uh, from age 11 to 18. And, uh, we developed a very close relationship with their family. They were very invested in the gym. Uh, I was very invested in their kiddo. I would, when I would go do national guard training, uh, in Eugene, which is about two hours away from my house, I would crash at their place cause it was nicer than driving back and forth and, uh, just made things a lot easier and they would get us tickets to duck games. And there was just a, a relationship there. Uh, with their family. I don't really have that anymore with any of our families, but we do have a few um, now because our daughter cheers. And so our daughter is going over to her teammates house for sleepovers and they're doing those kind of things. And so that's, that's normal. And that creates a bit of a relationship with those families. But I think it is important whether you're a coach or you are an owner to create relationships with your parents and get to know them. Now, I'm going to go into why I think it is so important and then some some cautionary tales of 
what you should avoid or what you should just be really aware of if you are going into this route of getting to know your parents. I also am talking about it because it's something that we've been really focused on improving this year. Uh, I talked about it on the episode with Jason where I talked about our coffee and conversation. And then we just got done with our parent mixer, which is an annual event that we do. And then we have another parent event coming up next uh, in two weeks. So it's something we've been putting a lot of time and energy into in developing those relationships as well as I go live in our fa- in our band group, not our Facebook, used to be Facebook a long time ago, go live in our band. Our coaches go live in their bands and provide updates. We really try to interface with our parents more often than a lot of people want to. Now, what is the reason that people don't want to engage with parents? Well, they don't want to create friendships because they think it is going to lead to preferential treatment or uh, something like that. They also just don't want to talk about cheerleading with parents because you're speaking to the uneducated. And so it is very easy to go, I don't want to waste the time talking to these people because they don't understand cheer. I would caution you away from that perspective because yes, they don't know as much about cheerleading as you do, but if the more they understand about cheerleading, the more they can have your back in situations where you are holding their athlete accountable, they're going to be much more likely to be like, well, actually, your stretch does need to be better. You need to be working on your flexibility or actually you shouldn't be progressing to that layout because your tuck is kind of not great. I, you know, I understand that you're supposed to be setting, you're supposed to be landing, you know, that consistently before we start working on a layout and it's supposed to have good technique and you throw your head back and it's kind of low, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So having them understand some of those things will actually help put them in your corner. Which brings me to my number one point. The main reason I think it is so important to have relationships with your parents. Number one is you create another person in your corner. On top of that, you then can tag team and truly partner in raising a great athlete as well as helping them raise a great human. So having that relationship and that open communication and that partnership actually will go a really long way. If you don't have any sort of a relationship with the parent, they're less likely to come to you uh, and just have general conversation. They're more likely only going to come to you in those heated moments where emotions are high and they are frustrated and they're angry about a decision that you made that they don't understand. And you didn't follow my previous advice from the, you know, how to diffuse parents and do an ounce of prevention, but now they're fired up and you don't have that relationship to fall back on where they know who you are and you know who they are. You know what they value. You know how to speak a little bit more articulately to them because you know the way that they look at the world. And that is such an important aspect for anything. Like if I'm in talking about sales, the more I can understand about the person I'm trying to sell to, the easier it's going to be to sell them the product because I can frame my product in how it solves their problems or how it meets their needs. I also can do the same thing with cheer. The more I understand this parent, let's say they um, are a person of devout faith. They're a devout Christian. Well, if I understand that about them, I can pull from my knowledge about Christianity and I can make correlations to what cheerleading and 
cheerleading does and how it can align with those things. I actually used this with one of my male athletes many, many years ago. Phenomenal kid. Um, and he now works summer camps for me. He's just absolutely a great human being. And he had done a year of cheer and he was going to quit. And he was so talented, absolutely so talented. Um, he was a junior in high school. He looked like he'd been in college for three years, just, you know, pure muscle was able to do a double, like just gold. And he was very dead set on like, I don't think this is right for me because of my faith. And we had some conversations because he felt that there were people in the cheer world that didn't align with his values. And I was able to utilize my understanding of Christianity to challenge him and say, is, is that the approach that Jesus would take? Would Jesus simply leave because they make bad decisions or would Jesus be the leader and the light for them? And we had a, this whole philosophical debate and he decided to stick with cheer. And then he went on to cheer multiple years in college. So I just, the more you can understand about the person, the easier it is to sell them. Now, I know I was telling you a story about an athlete, but the same thing relates to a parent. And if you have no understanding of that parent, you have no understanding of how they're raising their children. Are they a parent that really values accountability? Or maybe they're that parent who is a little bit over the top on wanting their kid to get skills and progress and get to the next level and get to the next level so they can compete at Worlds and their athlete is 10 years old and they're already talking about you know when they're on the Worlds team. And you're like, whoa, slow down. They only have their handspring. We don't need to push that fast. Well, if you understand a little bit more about them and their thought process, you're going to be able to shape things and uh, propose things to them in a manner that they're going to understand easier. And that's going to happen by having a relationship with them, by getting to know them. Now, I know that that is not always everyone's favorite thing to do. I know a lot of people don't love to make small talk, but the more you create opportunities to get to know your parents, the more you create opportunities for them to get to know you, the better off you're going to be and the better you're going to be able to support them and support their athlete. Number two is it has the ability to have them be in your corner because now they know you, they trust you. And when their kid comes home and says X, Y, and Z happened at practice today, they have the ability to go, I know coach Dan, they wouldn't do that. That doesn't sound like them. And they're less likely to jump to that conclusion and fire off that text or fire off that email or fire off that phone call where they're going off the handle. So creating that relationship where they know that they can talk to you, they know who you are. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be best friends, right? I'm just saying why you need to get to know your parents and have a relationship with them. You don't need to be best friends. In fact, I would treat it much like I treat my relationship with my athletes. I believe that athletes should always feel that I am their friend, meaning I care for them. I care about who they are. And, and you could say mentor, whatever, but I am their friend. I truly do care about that. Like, but they're not my friend. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not ever coming to them with my problems. I'm not coming to them saying, oh yeah, this is so sad. This is really difficult. I'm having a hard time or complaining, complaining about my boyfriend, girlfriend, those kind of like, we're not doing that, but they can do that to us. We can be their friend in that manner. And same thing with parents. We can listen to their concerns. We can listen to their problems, but we're not going to them being like, oh my God, this athlete, I can't believe Susie, she sucks. She's just messing it up. She's killing me right now. We're not going to go complain to the parents about an athlete or another parent or one of the other coaches. We're going to avoid those things because that is an inappropriate relationship. 
So we are going to create that buy-in and then they're going to have our back much more often when things go not the way that they potentially want. And that doesn't mean they're not going to have a question. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a conversation, but you're going to be coming into that conversation from a perspective of understanding one another on a fundamental level. I'm going to tell you another story. This actually just happened to me. Like I literally just dealt with this very scenario on my world's team. I had an athlete. Uh, I love her to death. Uh, known her since she was, I, I first met her when she came to camp and she, I think she was nine years old as an individual. And she was a total butthead. Like she was a total butthead. Um, and she's gotten so much better, like matured so much. But I mean, she was like a fiery one. And uh, she's been on my teams for the last four years, I think, four or five years. Um, and she's just an epically talented human being. Super, super talented. Anyways, I'm I'm going too far down the path. I've known her for a long time. She went through a lot last year. She's had some family health issues with her uh, with her dad, and she had a lot of struggles last year. And so I've been there through that with her and her mom, and we've really created a relationship over the past couple of years. Now, she injured herself at practice. Um, she was throwing a skill, and it was a skill she hadn't warmed up, and we were doing a full out, and she threw it, and she wasn't supposed to be throwing it. We actually just talked about it at the practice before. She wasn't supposed to be throwing it, and she landed funny, and she got up, and she hopped off of the mat and sat down at the back. And so I'm giving you my perspective. My perspective was, I don't know if she's really hurt. I'm at the front of the floor. She's at the back of the floor. I'm going to give it a minute and I'm going to see where she's at. She's off the mat. So I just let the music keep going because she's only in one stunt and then the pyramid and some tumbling. Um, so she wasn't in so many things that we couldn't keep going through the routine. So I didn't stop the music. And I also was kind of waiting to see if she was like just tweaked something and was going to get back up. She has had an experience like that before. I've had other athletes do the same thing. So I was kind of waiting to see what happened. I noticed by pyramid that she hadn't gotten up. So I, you know, was like starting to work my way over there. Music stopped, went, checked on her, checked her all out. And she was more hurt than I thought she was initially. And text parents did all that stuff. They came and got her. And then I hear from mom that she's, I'm following up with her after practice. And I could tell something was a little bit off. And so I called her and I was like, Hey, I, I didn't, I want you to hear kind of what I was coming from because her perspective was, I just, you know, her daughter got hurt and I just didn't care. And I let her just roll around in pain at the back of the mat crying. And I just ignored her basically. Um, I could see how you would have that perspective. I didn't, that wasn't what I saw. I saw her hop off. I saw her, she was crying. I saw her grab her, grab her knee. And I was like, okay, not great, but we're going to see what happens. Maybe she just jammed it. And because at that point I'm not going to fix her knee. Um, and long story short, because we had that relationship, because we had known each other for years, because I had had many sit down conversations with her talking about her kiddo talking about her husband. We know each other on a fundamental level. When I was able to come in and say, I, that was not my intention. I can understand how that may have been the opinion, but I absolutely care. I absolutely am concerned. 
Uh, this is what I was thinking. This is why I didn't stop the routine. This is where I was at. She was able to hear me and say, I totally understand where you're coming from. And that makes more sense because I know you as a person and I know you wouldn't just not care at all. Um, and so we were able to get through that situation a lot faster because we were coming from a foundation of trust and understanding. So this is again, why it is so important that you get to know your parents. Now, a couple pitfalls that I want you to avoid. So those are the two reasons why I think it is so important. You're going to be able to have them support their athlete better, and you're going to be able to support their athlete better, and then they're going to be able to support your decisions better. Um, so it's going to create better communication throughout the season. Actually, my 2.5 is you're going to have better retention because if parents feel valued in your program, they're more likely to keep coming back. They're the ones who sign the checks, not the kids. There are lots of things that parents' kids want that they don't get. So just because the kid loves it doesn't mean the parent is going to pay for it, especially if the parent doesn't feel valued, doesn't feel important, doesn't feel like they're a part of the process. They're more likely to stick with it if both sets, the parents and the kiddo, feel like they are a part of something. So my number three, which is the pitfalls, the things to avoid, the things to be aware of. One, getting too close to the parents. Like I said, we should not be putting our problems onto them. That doesn't mean we can't be honest. That doesn't mean we can't be vulnerable. That doesn't mean we can't say, I am, I'm struggling with disappointment over this uh, competition or I'm, I'm having this challenge, but it should all relate to the team and to what you are trying to build. Um, that is okay. What's not okay is like, these are my personal issues. These are the things I'm struggling with. You know, I got in a fight with uh, my significant other or those kind of things. That's stuff you want to avoid doing. Number two is allowing parents to have too much influence in your decision-making process. I solicit feedback sometimes. Now, I'm always open for feedback, but in terms of like doing surveys and doing those kind of things, I try to do them rarely. Why? Because I... I I'm interested in their opinions, but this isn't a democracy. I'm going to make the decision that I think is best for my business. Me and Tori are going to come to a decision. Then I'm going to incorporate my staff. And then from there, we're going to make the best decision. Sometimes we're going to have the ability to consider what the parents think. You want to be really careful about opening that floodgate and letting parents become too involved in the decision-making process. One, it's going to bog things down. It's going to make decisions be made a lot slower. And two, it's going to um, make some people potentially feel entitled, like they're in more control than uh, they should be. And then they're going to think they get a say in things that they don't get a say in. And so you have to be very careful about what you permit to happen. So be cautious about how involved you let them be in decision-making processes and those kind of things as you create these relationships. Uh, number three is don't take advantage of your relationship with a parent. Now, I actually just had this conversation with one of my parents who actually listens to the podcast, and he was asking, you know, why we don't ask for help more often. Um, and you know, one, I'm horrible at asking for help. It's not my forte. I'm, I'm really, really bad at it. But on top of that is I try to avoid asking for people to volunteer their time without me or volunteer their time. I would much rather it be a clean transactional thing where you say you're going to do X 
and then I say I'm going to compensate you with Y. That is a much cleaner relationship for me because that's not ever going to be held over my head. And I'm speaking from experience, having parents who said, well, I did X and I did Y and I did Z, and now that entitles me to this thing and or that entitles me to be involved in this decision. And I just didn't love that feeling because I felt like they said they wanted to help in any way they could, and now it was being held against me. So I like to have things be very transactional. Hey, you're going to help me out with this thing. I'm going to give you credit towards your account, or I'm going to give you your kid a set of free privates, or we're going to do something like that. There's going to be an exchange uh, of goods. Now, I also had mentioned about asking for feedback, and I just want to touch base back on something I didn't cover. Another reason I always want to avoid um, a lot of feedback. It, I like feedback that's in person where we can have a conversation um, that is just generally non-structured. I also like situations where I can do anonymous feedback, um, where I can gar- gather some information. What I don't like are like the surveys on band, unless it's like, are you coming to this event? Um, surveys on band that are like, what do you guys think we should do? Because it puts people's name next to their vote. And what that can cause is actually some campaigning, some politicking of trying to convince people to change their vote and all those things. And people can feel very ostracized by that. And the last thing I want to do is be unwilling to make a decision. So I then put it to my parents and then my parents now start fighting with each other because they're not making the decision that the other person wants them to make. I would rather my parents be pissed off at me because I got broad shoulders. I can handle it than pissed off at each other. That's not going to be a beneficial situation for anyone. So those are just some things to avoid as you look at getting to know your parents. Now, how do we do this? Well, again, I recommend making structured events. Give them opportunities. I love coffee and conversation. I love our parent mixer, even though it's generally small. Um, I, we're going to be doing a happy hour where we're going to take our staff to happy hour and parents are invited to come and join us and just have some conversation. Um, we're going to do more and more events like that throughout the year. Now, is this really hard if you have a mega gym of 350 people? Sure. It absolutely is. It could be a massive undertaking. It doesn't mean it's not worth doing. And you might just have to strategize different ways that you can do it so you are getting to know your parents or your coaches are getting to know their parents because there comes a time as an owner where you don't know every kid in your program, where you don't know every parent in your program. They may know who you are, but you don't know them personally, but their coaches should should at least have some sort of small personal relationship with that parent. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm not going to go too much deeper into it. The marching orders are, if you are listening to this and you're like, man, I don't know my parents, then find something, create an event, do something to get to know your parents as soon as you possibly can. Heck, you can even send out a questionnaire of their favorites. Hey, what is your favorite candy? What are your favorite, what are your vacation spots? What do you like to do? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Maybe you'll get some feedback on a questionnaire like that. But other than that, just create an event and get to know your parents. Start building those relationships. All right. Like I said, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you're looking for another great podcast, you got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins and the Cheer Mom podcast. They're both phenomenal. You got to check them out. Make sure you get registered for our conference. It's going to be amazing. January 5th through the 7th, 2024. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. 
If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.